0: This is the Painless Health Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Avi. Living painlessly and in good health is our goal. We are here to help you get there. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Now let's have some fun and let's get painless. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Painless Health Podcast. This is, of course, your host, Dr. Ramchandani. Before I get too far into the podcast today, I forgot to mention last time that I was on the Travel Medicine podcast with Dr. Santosh Nadipuram, who's been my guest on this podcast many times, and Dr. J. They were excellent and had me on their podcast. I really enjoyed it. I'm on the episode 810 called OMG. I will have a link in the podcast notes At the end of this podcast, you can look at that and take a look at my guest appearance on their podcast called Travel Medicine and enjoy their podcast as well, which is fantastic. Very, very funny and interesting and a lot of history about medicine. And just I love listening to them as well. I also enjoy having podcast guests. Do you enjoy listening to different opinions and other podcasts? other interesting topics. If you do, please send me an email with ideas or guests that you have in mind, info at painlessnx.com. Anyway, today we're going to get into protein and protein's role in our body, as well as how to eat protein well and how to essentially lose weight well using protein. So proteins are pretty ubiquitous. They're all over the body and actually all over nature. Nature made genetic material DNA from protein. Yes, DNA is made from amino acids, which are the basic building blocks of protein. Now amino acids and DNA are very small. Protein is a huge deal when we talk about the body. So let's back up a little bit because protein is a really large class of molecules. Unlike carbohydrates, which are really simple sugars, they're just kind of used for energy and sometimes used as a skeleton, but those are really simple molecules compared to protein. Protein is very complex, and they're large and made from amino acids that are all bonded together using what we call peptide bonds. These proteins can fold in unusual ways and create different molecules that have functions. I mentioned DNA, but DNA replication is made from a protein that responds to stimuli transporting molecules from one part of the body to another something like hemoglobin is a protein hemoglobin carries oxygen from the blood cells to or or from the lungs to the blood cells and then takes all the other waste so carbon dioxide from whatever is producing it in the body whatever is using the oxygen and then sends it back to the to the lungs to take it out of the body so very interesting not to mention strength of muscles, including actin and myosin, which are large protein structures. Some proteins can make very complex structures, including enzymatic structures that actually break down sugars. Remember we talked about amylase, which is one of the things that breaks, breaks down sugar. This actually is a protein. Since proteins are much more complex than sugars, they can also be much harder for our body to break down. And I'll get into that in a few minutes here. Proteins also can make connective tissue. So we have things in our body like collagen and elastin, which can make up hair, nails, not to mention animals' connective tissue, feathers, hooves, some animal shells are made from proteins. We talked about other things that make animal shells. If you remember from the last podcast, that exoskeletons are made from carbohydrates, but some proteins can be made or some proteins can also make animal shells. So it's very interesting how different animals have evolved to different things. The complexity of proteins make humans what we are and animals what they are. These are the key things in our body. So our skin, our hair, our, our different things in the body, the mutations from fur to hair, very interesting. So when we talk about mutations in genetic material, these things make protein structures different and encode for different enzymes. Changes the way we react to different things around us. So the way we react to viruses or react to bacteria can be different from human to human because of different proteins and the different receptors. So when we think about COVID, and uh, I hate to get into COVID because... Oh boy, I've talked about that enough, right? But anyway, thinking about COVID, and this is the best, best example right now, but the variety of responses for different people, these are most likely due to different mutations of the ACE2 receptor on, on human cells. So this protein has been mutated slightly and react to the COVID virus differently. So how about mutations of the COVID-19 virus? Yeah. Yeah. That is a genetic material mutation that encodes for a protein. So think about that. There's so many different ways of things happening and different proteins in the body. Now let's go back to what makes protein so good for you. So when we eat protein, they provide as many as much energy as carbohydrates. So four kilocalories per gram. There are nine different amino acids that are considered essential that must be obtained from the diet. And without these proteins, we would not survive. So we have to get these proteins from what we eat. There are five other amino acids that can be synthesized within the human body. Now, many of these proteins are considered essential, uh, or the essential proteins are obtained from meats, dairy, fish, eggs, grains, legumes, nuts, and edible insects. <laughs> Yuck. When we talk about protein and how they're digested, and this is important for the whole picture of how we eat and how this is good for you, proteins are normally decomposed into single amino acids by digestion in the gastrointestinal t- tract. So, most carbohydrates, the simple carbohydrates essentially, are absorbed in the upper part of the digestive system. So, when you eat something that's very high in in carbohydrates, it is, they, those things are usually absorbed pretty quickly and gets out of your system pretty quickly. And if you can imagine, they also are can be burned quicker. So when we're doing a lot of exercise, that's why using carbohydrates usually works better. Now, proteins are decomposed to single amino acids by digestion in the GI tract. So in the stomach, the proteins are starting to be digested by something called pepsinogen, or, or pepsinogen, is converted to pepsin by the action of hydrochloric acid. And this is continued by trypsin and chemotrypsin in the small intestine. Finally, proteins are absorbed in the small intestine. These proteins are reduced to single amino acids by different acids, different, uh, different enzymes in the body. So these things are also proteins that actually break down the proteins. Very interesting how these happen. Absorption rates of different amino acids are dependent on the protein source. So many amino acids in, in the humans can be a little bit different. So if you're eating something like soy or milk, these can be different than some than something like uh, uh, what I'm trying to say is soy milk. It will be different than regular milk, and it, it can have very different types of ways of protein digestion. And different parts of the body can digest differently depending on how old you are. So newborns have better digestion than people that are older. Look at a sample of a box of cereal or some sort of nutrition label. We see protein, carbohydrate, and fat. Carbohydrate and fat usually have something on them that say, a percentage amount of how much you should have during a day. In the human body, or at least according to the U.S. and Canadian Dietary Reference Intake Review Board, they have concluded that there is not an upper limit of the amount of protein that should be consumed. So when we think about carbohydrates and we think about other, other fat They always have a percentage label so that there's a maximum amount of carbohydrates you should consume, a maximum amount of sugar that you should consume. On the other hand, protein is not like that. So protein, we do not have an upper level of uh, upper tolerable level. So if you have 20 grams of protein or 60 grams of protein, although that would be uh, both of those would be much less than what we recommend as far as a minimal amount, the Amount of protein is important, and you need to have enough, but you cannot have too much. So something that happens when people don't have enough protein, this is called quashicor or that is a protein deficiency in malnutrition. You can see these people usually in poorer countries and places that don't get enough protein, and it is actually can cause six million deaths annually. And this is mostly seen in hospitals in the industrialized world, but in places like Africa. And you can see people in war-torn regions that have issues with protein malnutrition. They tend... they You tend to see these pictures as these, these young kids with huge bellies, otherwise looking very thin. And this is because they have a lack of protein. They also can have intellectual disabilities and other issues, including failure to grow, flaky skin, fatty liver, edema on the belly and the legs. These are all things that can happen with protein deficiency and malnutrition. interesting about protein or high-protein diets is that in a study done, it showed to lead to an additional 1.21 kilograms of weight loss over a period of three months versus a baseline protein in a meta-analysis. So when we think about that, protein can honestly, a higher protein diet does contribute to weight loss. That is very important to consider when we are eating our diet and trying to lose weight in a proper and healthy manner. Now, I'm going to talk a lot more about what you should eat and how that should work. But this is a basis basic sort of idea on how protein is metabolized, where protein comes from, what are the different things about protein. And we will talk a lot more about fat in the next podcast, and then we will go into how to put all this together in the final podcast in a couple weeks. So, thank you again for listening to the Painless Health podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this one. Um, we will have another one next week, and that will be talking more about fat and we will be a little bit more comprehensive on the fat and how that is being metabolized and where it goes. Not quite as complicated as protein, but protein is really, really complicated. And if I go into every single little thing, it'll be very confusing. But I think that's enough for now. We will go into more next week. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to the Painless Health Podcast. This is, of course, your host, Dr. Ram Ramchandani. Thank you for listening to the Painless Health Podcast. I hope the information that has been given to you has been useful. Of course, I am a physician, but not yours. So please go see your physician for medical advice and further information about any of the topics you've heard today. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.